This is my first episode in the year 2021. 2020 was a year where I like others worked from home. This provided me with the time and energy to be able to contribute to projects. I would not be able to do so in a normal year. So I intend to continue that. I also got a chance to work on some interesting problems which I intend to share. I hardly do two episodes of a podcast in a year which I want to improve a lot. I don't know how or what content I would produce but I am sure I would do more episodes this year than the previous years. Moreover, I am also working from home right now so I have a lot of time on my hands. So one of the projects that I contributed to is called WebSVN. This is something I had been using for quite some time. This is a web viewer for your subversion repository. It allows you to easily browse the repository and view the text files and check out different commits from different users. Now after so many commits and contribution to the projects, I am now actively developing for the project. So just go to GitHub and check out the project and provide your feature requests that you would like to see or issues that you find there in the current release. As I in my current position use subversion a lot, it was essential to be able to view changes and get a top view of activities going on in the repository. It also gave me this idea to do an episode on version control in general. For me, any kind of software development without any version control is a mess that is waiting to explode. So here are the basics for version control. A version control system tracks changes happenings to files or directories over each commit that it receives over time. This allows us to explore changes and see the evolution of software from revision to revision. This also allows us to go back in time or see the previous implementation to some change that was wrongly overwritten and bring it back to the current version or discard it completely. Any version control has basically two parts, the repository itself and a working copy. This is usually put in a client server configuration, a server where repository is stored and a client that takes the working copy from the repository. Repository tracks and stores the data. This is centralized, obviously, as it is a client server architecture and has the entire information in form of a file system tree. Every client working on this data connects to this repository and basically can read and write to it. The reading from repository signifies that the client is reading the changes that others have pushed to the repository. The writing to repository signifies that the client is pushing its own changes so that others can read the changes from the repository. This type of communication is typical for this client server systems. The difference here is that the repository is basically a kind of a file server that remembers all and every versions of these files. Now whenever any client requests a copy of files from repository, it always receives the latest version. But version control has capabilities where a client can ask for an older version or basically revision for the file at some point in the file history. It basically tells information about who did the change, what was changed and what was there previous to that change. The second part of version control is working copy. This is the local copy of a particular version from the repository. The user is free to modify and work on this copy. The working copy on a user system is just another local directory of files and folders. The task of managing this working copy and communicating the changes made to it to the repository falls on the version control systems client software. What this means is that only specific client software that are designed to work with the repository can pull or push the data to the server. The primary use of version control in any organization is collaboration. 
In big organization, the delivery of projects on time depends on how easily developers can collaborate with each other. Easier it is to collaborate, the better it is, and more on time the delivery is. There is an inherent problem in file sharing that version controls tries to solve. Say there is a single repository. Both me and my co-worker took a copy from the repository for some point in time. Now we both are working independently on our own working copy. Say my co-worker finished first, so he just pushed his changes to the repository first. I finished after him and then I pushed my changes to the repository. So now the problem is that my changes will overwrite his changes and there would be no record that such thing has happened. The version control does this, does what version control does that is that if my changes are being overwritten to my co-worker's changes, it will raise a conflict which me and my co-worker need to resolve by collaborating together. There are two methods this version control system use to resolve this. One is a lock modify unlock solution where one uses locks the file saying that hey I am working on this file nobody can make any changes to this file unless and until I release it. So no further changes can be done to this file unless and until the file has been unlocked by the user, same user. The second method is the copy modify merge solution where each user basically works on their own private repository or private copy and then the version control system assists in merging into new final version. In cases of conflicts where version control cannot make a decision on how to merge these changes, a human intervention is required and it is needed to merge it properly. So both methods have their own use cases. The lock modify unlock solution is absolutely needed where version control has no idea on how to merge the files. This is true in cases of binary files. This uh, binary files is the solution. Binary files is where this lock modify unlock solution is used the most. The copy modify merge solution is more useful when files to be merged are basically line based text files like source code. Using this, it is impossible to merge binary formats such as artwork or some application specific files. So the question comes, how does subversion comes into picture? So the subversion implements the same server client structure that any modern version control does. Subversion repository is basically an abstract entity. This is only accessed or operated upon exclusively by Subversion's own library and tools. Subversion tool has a repository. Subversion 2 has a repository and a working copy. The repository as said before resides on the server and a working copy is basically fetched from the server by the Subversion tools and libraries. Subversion client when commits the changes in the working copy to the server, it does it via way of atomic transactions. Meaning sets of changes pushed via each commit is nothing but a single atomic transaction. This transaction when detected by the repository triggers the various hooks and based on the hooks execution either the whole transaction will be committed or it will be rejected. Every time this atomic transaction is accepted by the repository, a new revision is put it in the file system. This has its own unique number which is greater than the previous revision. This means that the initial repository version starts at number 0. So this is what subversion is. It, it, uh, it is uh, whatever the work that has been done in the working copy is being committed by, via atomic transaction. The server then accepts or rejects the transaction. Once transaction is accepted, the revision number is basically incremented by 1. It is as simple as that. My aim was, my aim 
to do this is just to introduce to the concept of subversion. The details for the project can be seen from the URL in the description below. The subversion working copy is the second part of this entire structure. So subversion cop working copy knows that what revision your working file is based on and a timestamp that records when the local copy was last updated by the repository from the repository actually. So what this allows subversion working copy to do is tell the user the state the working file is in. The states are four and those are as follows. Number one is unchanged and current. This state means that the file is unchanged in the working directory and no changes have been committed to the repository since its working revision. This means SVN commit will do nothing and SVN update of the file will also do nothing. The second is locally changed and the status is current. This state means that the file is changed in the working directory but the changes have not been committed to the repository since the user last updated. As there are changes that have not been committed to the repository, the SVN commit will commit those changes whereas the SVN update of the file will basically do nothing. The third is the unchanged and out of date status. This state means that the file has not changed in the working directory but it has been changed in the repository. This file needs to be updated to bring it up to the current state in the repository. This means that the SVN commit on this file will basically do nothing but the SVN update will fetch the latest changes of the file from the repository. The fourth and the last is the locally changed and out of date. This state means that the file has been changed both in the local copy and in the repository. The SVN commit of these changes will basically fail as the file is out of date from the repository. This would require that we first do an update to the file. The SVN update here will get the latest changes from the repository and will attempt to merge the changes with the local changes. If the subversion cannot merge these changes automatically, it will raise a conflict. Then the user would need to manually resolve the conflict, update his changes and then commit the file again to push his changes to the repository. There is one point to note in subversion that is that the update and commit are two different commands. This means that if we have committed some changes, it does not mean that the latest changes will be fetched automatically from the server. The update action needs to be run separately. This also means that if there are changes that are still in progress, an SVN update is more likely to merge the changes than force you to first push those changes in the repository. So this was the short introduction to the subversion version control system. You can check, up, check out more about this from the subversion project.